morning. Morning. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And this is Gia Casey. And this is another edition of The Casey Crew. <laughs> you see, I do the radio so much. I'm already in morning mode. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, shout out to everybody uh, that shows us so much love for our podcast. We, yes. I don't think we ever thought it was going to be that way. Yeah, I, you know, something being that I was so unfamiliar with podcasts, I uh-huh. didn't really know what the reception would be or how many people would listen, but it far exceeded our expectations. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it. And if you ever. Need... And it makes me a lot more excited to do it, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you ever want to holler at us or you need advice or you're going through something or whatever it may be, you can always email us, the Casey crew at gmail.com that's t-h-e-e casey crew c-a-s-e-y crew c-r-e-w at gmail.com if you want to holler yes now one thing i wanted to talk about uh today was finances Mm -hmm. and money Uh, i was looking reading uh, i guess a, a article in the paper and they were saying uh the reason that most people divorce was because of finances yes i think it's the number one reason for divorce in this country Financial issues between two people. It's definitely a stressor. Mm-hmm. Definitely a stressor. And That's I, an understatement. And I wanted to explain and tell people how we do our finances because we both have different friends and our friends do finances differently. Very differently. But we kind of, I guess, this is based in because of my mom and dad. The way we do our finances is, is kind of like a big pot. <laughs> Right? Yeah, for lack of a better word. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like a big pot. We, I don't have my own account. You don't have your own account. Mm-mm. And then there's no family account. Right. We just have one account that we both get money from. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much what it is. Well, we have a checking account and a savings account. But right. I mean, we have different bank different accounts. Different bank accounts. But it's, not, but it's not my account. Like, I have friends that they have their own account. Right. Their wife has... Her own account, yes, and then they have a, an account for both of them, and they <laughs> that don't, the bills get paid. That the from. bills get paid from, and they don't know what's in <laughs> right. each other's accounts. Well, actually, yeah, that's that's pretty nail on the head. But typically, the way it works when people split finances, mm-hmm. it's usually because the husband works, the wife works. I keep what I what I make over here. The other person keeps what they make over there, and then. You'll be responsible for the cable and all the cell phone bills. I'll be responsible for the heat and the lawn care. Right. And it's like you pretty much divvy up all of the mutual expenses. Right, right, right. And then keep your personal money for yourself. Right. And, and you know, and people do that because they feel like, well, I, if I want to go buy something, I shouldn't have to tell him what I'm buying or I shouldn't have to tell her what I'm buying. I shouldn't have to get permission. I shouldn't have to get permission to tell him what I'm buying. And I get it. I get it to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but for our relationship, which works better for us, and I think it puts us on the same page, it kind of is like, yo, if you want to get it, get it. If we can afford it, get it. You know, that's how I honestly feel. It's like we have an account and you can go in when you want and I can go in when I want because, you know, people look at, some people look at DJ Envy as a celebrity and he's making all this this money, but when we first started going out and we first got married... You were the one that was making all the money. <laughs> I was doing all right. You was making the money. Gia had the Cadillac Escalade, and I had a little, what, I had a Tahoe. You had a Tahoe. I had a time. Tahoe, a little Tahoe. But we were, when we were in college, you had a Jetta. And you had a BMW. <laughs> yeah. You had the bread. <laughs> you had the money in the bank. 
So if I needed to buy something, I'd be like, yo, babe, can I, you know, can we go get that? I actually bought you your first system for your first car. You did. And I actually put the rims on the Jetta. You did. <laughs> I bought that bazooka for the Nissan Stanza. The speaker, yeah. Bazooka speaker. yeah <laughs> In the trunk. You remember that? You're my sugar mama. Yeah. And I bought you a Benzy box. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was Do you don't remember Benzy boxes though? No, you just showed your age. What the hell is a Benzy box? I remember when I was a kid. We had. Uh, oh, you mean you car, take the radio? You out take with the you? radio out with you when you got out of the car to prevent car theft or you know theft from the. Next, you're gonna say you had a club on the car too, right? Dude, you had a club on your car when we were dating. So stop. Because I, I remember I had to chase somebody with a club when you got into a fight. You did. Yes. So what? I had a club on my car. But you know, people always talk about finances, and and you know, and they ask me about it all the time, and I try to tell them that the way to get out of being stressed finances is to open up financing. And the reason I say that is, if your wife doesn't know what the bills are, she doesn't know what she can buy. And when I say that is. Babe, you can't go out and buy a bag if we ain't got no money because I got to pay the electric bill. You understand the finance. You're saying that both people have to be abreast of all of the knowledge Financial so that literate. they're on the same so that they're on the same page. You right. have to know what's coming in so that you can assess what's able to go out. Right. Okay. And you can't hide. Like we, we you know, before we've been in situations where it was tight. We've been yeah. in situations where we looked at our bank account and was like, oh my gosh. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. We've been in those type of situations before. <laughs> yes. So, you know, but we understood what was going on. So we knew where we had to be. We knew where we had to save money. Instead of spending 200 on groceries this month, babe, we might only have to spend $75 on groceries. We never, we never spent $75 on groceries in a month. Like $75 on groceries in a month, you would kind of starve. Yeah, but we, we had to keep things but tight yeah. to make things work at times. Right. And that's because we were both understanding of our We're on own the same finances. page. Right. We're on the Absolutely. same page. But see, that's that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. For a relationship to work on the financial level, both parties have to be financially like-minded right. or else there are going to be problems. Mm-hmm. That is inevitable because if you have two people that view finances differently, whether they have separate accounts or they have a joint account, whether they are, whether they have selfish money or community money, there's definitely going to be a problem. And the reason for that is if I'm a spender and you're a saver, I might think that it's okay to spend an extraordinary amount of money on a car or an extraordinary amount of money on a meal at a restaurant or an extraordinary amount of money on a pair of shoes. Whereas you might think that $49.99 for a pair of shoes is good because they just have to look decent and they just have to get you to work and back home. But that's the problem with our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're both spenders. That's a problem. We are both because spenders. we never say no to each other. You can we go out and see something and be no like, each other. "I want it," and and I know that when <laughs> I want something, I'll be like, "Babes, how you feeling, babe?" Well, babe, I was thinking this, and you. And the first thing you always say is, "You think no, right?" You'd be like, "Well, you know, it's not a good idea." And then you look at me, and be like, "He works hard." But you work hard. Go get it. <laughs> yes. And, you deserve it, boo boo. But, but that's a problem because it is a problem. That we, we are both spenders, but 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 we're but. At the same time, we're very responsible with finances because another problem is that people don't really understand what the word afford means. Right. Just because the money is there doesn't mean that you can afford it. 
Affording to me is when you can buy something comfortably, when you can purchase something and there is still money left over to cover all of your responsibilities. Right. What we do most of the time is, you know, money comes in. We know what we have to spend on our monthly expenses. We know what we want to save. Those two components are constants. Right. And then everything that's left is, quote unquote, discretionary income. Right. Because our responsibilities are handled. Right. Our future is handled. Our savings are handled. And our bills are handled. And then what's left is discretionary. So if I do want something and there is discretionary income that month to cover it, then I buy it. And the same thing for you. That's affording. Right. That's responsible. People will not eat and take four months salary to buy a bag. Right. Or, you know, to buy a pair of shoes. And that's irresponsible. That's not affording. Just because the money is there or you can come up with the money doesn't mean you can actually afford it. Side note. What? You, you. This is just side note, totally to cut you off. You can't, okay. you can't do that. This bullshit here. What are you talking about, Mother Effer? It is eighty degrees in this room. <laughs> you turned up the heat. Like no, this is not. It funny. was so cold when no, we walked no, in. No, it wasn't cold. Like I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to sweat and I'm feeling, <laughs> dude. I, and I, I don't know what it is. This, it was a, a, a. I am so comfortable. A piece of sweat. I don't want to say a piece, but sweat <laughs> just dripped down my armpit, and I started getting hot flashes. And I'm thinking I'm sick. It I'm thinking about to have a heart attack. So you cannot. Good in here. Uh, you keep talking. I'm turning on the heat. Oh. No, no, no. Don't turn on. No, no seriously. Turn no, because it gets cold in it's here. It's at 80. You cannot have it at 80. <laughs> this feels so It says good. 75. No, no. You can't put it at 75. No no no, 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 no. Sit back down. No, 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 no. It can't be. No, yeah, we're going to fight. I swear we're going to no, fight no, in we here. We have to put it like at least 76. It's at 76 right now, and it's hot. It's at 80. Put it to 75. 75 is compromised. Just listen, 76. 76 is too much. Seriously, babe. 76 is too much. Seriously, I'll be cold. All right. Back to your shirt. Nobody's uh, in here. It's just you and me. You could be in there with your wife. No, I want to be comfortable too. No, 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 no. (laughs) You look sexy in a wife beater. All right, back to what we were saying about finances, right? Now, the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because, um, and not to talk about people's lives and their relationship, but I know. We can't have a show if we don't talk about people's lives and their relationships. I know, but celebrity. Mary J. Blige and her husband. Can do are getting a divorce. Um, sad to say, but uh, what's been in the news lately is that he wants, I believe, one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, they were married for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that you know he helped manage a career. That uh, was he actually her manager. He was her manager. Okay. They had financial problems when he met her, and he allegedly got her out of that. She pro- had financial. She had problems. financial problems, mm-hmm. and they say that he allegedly got her out of that financial problem. I don't know what her problems were. Maybe bad investments. I'm not sure. And um, as he should have, mm-hmm. as her husband and as her manager, Correct. it would have been his responsibility on both ends. Correct. Okay. So now it's to a point where they've been married ten years. You know, he has kids from a, a previous relationship. Kids. I'm not sure if it's one or two, okay. but I know one of them at least lived with him and Mary at their house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, people are giving him flack for wanting a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month, and um, that's a difficult thing because you know if it was the tables were reversed and it was man and woman, and that woman wanted a hundred twenty thousand, she would deserve it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't he deserve it? You know, and the reason I'm asking is because. He gave his life and devoted his life to his wife. He managed her, 
So I'm sure he didn't take a salary. There's no, you don't take, a, you know, if I manage you, babe, I don't take a check. Unless you have a separate bank account. <laughs> you yeah, want to be paid for the work that you put in. We don't know their, their situations. You know so. what? If you start popping, I'm going to manage you and I'm going to get a separate bank account. Just in case <laughs> you leave and say you want to divorce, I need some money on the side. But That's okay because I got a stash. Oh, you got a stash? No, nah, I'm just kidding. But we do have to talk about a stash now that I made that joke because a lot of people... Men and women on both sides of, you know, being the breadwinner or, you know, the housewife or which I, a lot of people have stashes. We'll, we'll so I do want to go back to that we'll go back now to that that came up. But before that, so what do you think about him getting that much money? Well, I can't have an opinion on how much money he deserves because be- I have no idea what Mary J. Blige is worth. I don't know okay. what her income is. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think he should get half? Do I think that he should get half of her money? I personally do not think that he would be entitled to half. Why not? They've been married 10 years. 10 years. um, And this is just my opinion. I'm not really sure exactly what the law is. But in my opinion, 10 years in, after she was already a made celebrity and she had acquired stardom on her very own, I don't think that he should be entitled to half of everything that she's earned. I think that he would absolutely be entitled to half of what was earned once he became half of that marriage. Mm. Um, But another consideration is the reason why they're getting a divorce. Because that weighs heavily, on my opinion. I'm not sure why they're getting a divorce. I I don't want to get into gossip and I I don't know. But Go ahead. Regardless of of why they're getting a divorce. Well, before you say that, let me just say, if it's something like irreconcilable differences, Mm -hmm. we're growing apart. We don't see eye to eye anymore. Um, We, you know, we have different focuses. Then, yes, I think half of what she's earned since he became half of that relationship Mm -hmm. is reasonable. Um, And if she was the sole breadwinner and he was just managing her, I think that he should be entitled to alimony. Absolutely. Now, I think he should get alimony regardless of what happened. Um, Now... Regardless of what happened? I I don't know what happened in the relationship. but, But we've been married 10 years. Regardless of what happened... I gave her, I devoted my life to you. I managed you. I don't have another job. I right. did marry every day. Mm-hmm. I should get some money for that. Absolutely. Now, the problem is, is I'm still mother effing Mary. Mm-hmm. I was married before you got here. I'm a legend. Right. I'm not going to give you half of my legacy. Exactly. I'm not going to give you half of my ish. Exactly. I'm not going to do that. Right. But if you want a part... And I don't think that it should be that if the tables were turned, either. Right. But, you know, yeah, I I agree. But I will give you, you know, you know, percentage of half of of that 10-year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. I agree with that, but you have to agree with that when it happens with women, too. You know, because there's a lot of women that hit these dudes for 50%. These dudes be worth 500 million, and then they take that, and they only been married seven years. And they don't deserve don't all that. that you wasn't with be, me shooting in the gym. Right. I don't think that a woman would be entitled. Me and you get a divorce knock on wood. That's not going to happen. But you get half. You were shooting with me in the gym. Right. You deserve half. You Matter of fact, you get more than half. You deserve it. 
You put up with my crazy ass. Yes, I. You pop agree the pimples on my butt. You do the things that otherwise I don't know would necessarily do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I think that even you know, especially like when the tables are turned, when it's the man that's the breadwinner, and a woman is a housewife or she has a job where she's not earning nearly as much as he is. When they get a divorce, right? She gets half. She gets half. But I don't necessarily think that that woman would be entitled to half of a man's complete um, complete worth if they've only been married for seven years, eight years, if he was earning that type of income before they got married. So what would you advise women to do? Would you advise women to have their own money on the side and men to have their own money on the side? Because no. in, in relationships, you know, you, you, you don't want to plan for the worst. But if the worst does happen, you have to be prepared. Um, you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I, and you know how people change when it comes to money. People turn into demons. Demons, yeah. When it comes to money. I mean, just like the saying goes, you know, money's the root of all evil. Right. Um, I think that people's greed takes over their heart. It takes over their compassion. It takes over their reason. People's desire to attain things and to have material things will have them turn on someone that they love in a second. And a lot of people are susceptible to that. Um, so oftentimes you really don't know who you're marrying. So no, I wouldn't advise people to have separate income, um, separate savings accounts or, you know, money on the side, I think that it starts a layer below that. Mm -hmm. I think that people need to take marriage more seriously. Right. I think that you have to, you know, it's not enough to just love somebody. I love him. He's my everything. We have such great chemistry. That's all well and good. Right. But that isn't enough to constitute a marriage that's just the basis. You have to trust that person. You have to have similar views as that person. You have mm -hmm. to look at the world the same way or in a similar way as that person. Right. You have to be financially like-minded because when you marry somebody, you marry their debt. That's true. You marry their debt. Your credit score can drop. That person can have <laughs> all... That's funny that you're laughing. Why? 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 It's funny. That's funny. Um, why? Why? It's funny. <laughs> because I bought that nine hundred dollar dog. When we oh, got you know what I was thinking about, right? You know what I was thinking about, right? I'm gonna tell you a story. You did take you did take off my nine hundred dollar debt. I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna tell you about a story. <laughs> I saw the look in your face. And I was like, I know exactly where his mind just went to. I'm gonna tell you about a story, but now this is talk about. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But yes, you take on their debt. You take on everything that's linked to them financially and that can be a bad business decision right i personally at this stage in my life you know not as a 22 year old but you know if i were single i wouldn't marry someone until their debt was cleared up because i'm not taking on all of your college loans because you were too irresponsible to pay it off and now you have late fees on top of late fees yeah, but, on top of late fees. But, but it's love. It's love. No, so it's, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not just love. All right, well, let me tell my story if it's not just love then. Dude, that was $900. I don't care. Let me tell my story. <laughs> a little that more than 900 That dog was so cute. You remember Baguettes? Let me tell you, you, remember let me tell you that story, right? Okay. Now, this was like probably the first year I, played, I paid my taxes out of college, right? He and I had just got married. Mm-hmm. And I got an accountant and I paid. You encouraged me to get that dog. Right. I got my accountant. I, you know, my accountant did the taxes and it said I was going to get $1,200 <laughs> back. Right. Woohoo! 
Now at 20, I was 23, you were 22 when we got married, right? When we got married, yes. So now at 23, $1,100, $1,200 is everything. It was. I'm waiting for this $1,200. Like, oh, this is it. Yeah. You just bought your first nice watch. That bought my, I just bought my first nice watch. I'm like, oh, I'm about to spend $1,200 on something. (laughs) Every day I'm checking the mail for this $1,200, $1,200, $1,200, right? Uh Uh-huh. And it never came. So then a check finally came. It came for the amount of $54. (laughs) You remember remember exactly. Yeah, because I was so pissed off. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell happened? And then it showed the deduction and it said, Gia Grante, because that was your maiden name. You didn't roll the R. Grante. <laughs> Go it ahead. said Gia Grante and it had the money that you owed. Mm-hmm. You owed money for this dog that you bought in college. Uh-huh. That you didn't pay for it. Dude, you were supposed to pay for some of that dog. Gia bought a dog in college on her credit card and she didn't pay for it. She probably paid one month and didn't pay for the rest of it. They, I guess... No, I paid for a few months. I guess they, you know... The dog was like 1200 bucks. They put it into a collection and it was a, a lien on her credit. Mm-hmm. And I had to pay that, that dog because we were married. Yes. That debt was my debt. Yes, you should have considered that before you got on your knee and proposed to me. You should have considered all of my debt. You should have considered my college loan and everything else. That's what happens when you get married. People have to understand, and I mean that's just that's the smallest of examples. Mm. You're talking about people that are in their late 20s or in their early 30s or mm-hmm. hell, it could even be in your 40s, whatever your age. You know, you've lived and you've acquired things and you have used your credit and you have uh, attained credit cards and you have all of this. You no, have this, mother You have this financial life. You wasn't honest with me then before we got married. You didn't tell Rashawn, me about that Rashawn, you encouraged me to get dog. the dog. No, I'm not having this conversation anymore. I want my $1,100 back that you owe me. That's my money. So, so, what I'm saying is that people have to know what they're getting themselves into. You have to look at marriage as more than a fairy tale because marriage isn't just a fairy tale. Of course, there's the romantic side of it, which mm-hmm. is the most important part. But you have to look at it in other ways as well, which also makes me think of prenuptial agreements. Now, what do you think about prenuptial agreements, Sean? Um Truthfully, honestly, me and you, no. I've known you since 16. There's nothing that you don't deserve. My opinion. My son? Completely different story. Completely different story. That bitch ain't gonna take our shit. (laughs) It's not our shit. <laughs> that bitch ain't gonna take out. <laughs> She's not gonna infringe on who's supposed to be taking care of us when we get older. <laughs> exactly. That bitch ain't gonna take out shit. Nope, nope. He better have a prenup. Same thing I with our daughter. I want Jello in the nursing home. Same thing with our daughter. <laughs> that dude ain't gonna buy money. No, no. No, they better get prenups because you know they're they're at a different point in their career. Well, I can say their career, their life. Mm-hmm. Because not only uh you know are they gonna be successful, they get mommy and daddy's money. When we pass, they get right. what we built. They get right. our empire. And to give that empire up based on their relationship or their marriage, maybe not working. I'm not saying I'm not going to win again because I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. They, I would advise them to get a prenup. What about you? What do you um, think? And, and there's a lot of people out there that want to know about themselves. Should they get a prenup? A lot of people feel like they should. Personally, Mm -hmm. whether it was you or anybody else, I personally would never sign a prenup. 
that's just my internal feeling about it. I would never, and I think most women, particularly women, because it's usually the issue for women. So I would say that most women, I'm sure, feel this way. Right. Some of them succumb because they don't want to lose you know, their love interest. But I think that most women feel as though they don't want to go into a marriage preparing for the exit plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to go into the marriage with negativity on my mind. We're supposed to go into this endeavor together and believe and have hope and faith that we're going to be together and it's only going to be over when we have two tombstones side by side. Right. That's the fairy tale that everybody wants to buy into. Um, but I actually feel that way. That's really what I want. What I wanted for myself. That's what I want for my children. Um, so I wouldn't want that negativity. And I would look at the man in my life, thinking, "So that's what you make of me. You think that if we did get a, a divorce, that I would take you for everything that you're worth. I would right. take advantage of a situation that I have bad intentions. That I don't." mean or want the best for you um you start stirring up all of these feelings that aren't conducive to entering your marriage on the best foot and i wouldn't want to take part in something like that and feel that way i would feel as though the man didn't trust me right so i wouldn't but on the other hand i would absolutely encourage my son to get a prenup. So that's me being a hypocrite. Right. You know, that's me contradicting myself. Um, but it's the truth. That's real. I wouldn't sign it, but I would want my son to have whatever woman in his life sign it. And the reason for that is most people don't have a history like we do. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. It's few and far between that two people meet in high school and, you know, finish out high school together and then go to college together and then right. graduate and get married a year out of, out of college and, you know, come up and have ambition and do well, be successful, buy a house, have children. You know, a lot of people don't have that. If my children were lucky enough too, then I would reevaluate my opinion. Gotcha. But the difference is that I know what my intentions are. I know who I am. I don't know who my son will wind up marrying. Gotcha. I don't know what her intentions might be. A lot of people smile in your face and then smirk behind your back. So you don't know what someone's made of. Gotcha. All right. So I would want him to be protected. So moving on, mm -hmm. what do you think about a stash? What you mean? People having stashes on the side? Yes. I, I mean, I think that's a form of, of lying. It's, yeah, I know a lot, when I say a lot, I know a lot of females that ha that are married because yeah, it's that's, it, that's it, it only comes into play when you're married. But, it's only important when you're married. Well, I mean, that's dishonest, but I, I also know as a child, I, used, I remember my mom buying stuff and then throwing it down the basement stairs so my dad <laughs> yes. didn't see. Your mom still does that. But she probably listens to the podcast, so I just want you to know that, so I'm oh, sure damn. my dad does, so. Rashawn, mm -hmm. that's a problem. We might have to edit that part no, out. No, we're not editing nothing. 
<laughs> no, we're told that in confidence. Right, that's on you. But anyway, yeah, I, I think a stash. Uh, I think a stash is dishonest. You know, it is. I think it's it's a, it's a form of hiding. It's a form of stealing. And I think that if you have a stash, men or women, that's a, a that's a form of dishonesty. Um, whatever I want to buy, whether right or wrong, whether I know I should have it or not, I pretty much pass it by you. You know. Whether it's me buying a pair of jeans, I'd be like, babe, what do you think about these jeans? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you tell me, mother effer, get the F out of here. It's too expensive. And sometimes you'd be like, hey, baby, work hard. You mm-hmm. know, but it's it's a conversation that we have, whether I like it, love it, or dislike what you have to say. It's it's a conversation. And, and I honestly think that in a relationship, if you want to keep everything positive and honest and have a, a long, loving relationship, um, it has to have a conversation that, you know, about everything, not small purchase. I mean, if you're going to get some lunch or something that's a hundred dollars a shirt, that's something different. But if it's something, a big purchase that can affect their bank account or a conversation that can start an argument, I think that those are conversations that needs to be had. You know, there's a lot of people out here that listen that are sneaker heads and uh, they go buy these three, $400 sneakers. Yeah. Every time I go buy a pair of sneakers, the other day I tell you, I'm, hey babe, what I tell you, I'm going to this Nike pop-up shop and I'm going to get a pair of Jordans. Yeah, yeah. And those sneakers were $140. I mean, you'll... But I still tell you. You'll be... I think that you pretty much... Anything that's like $200 or more, you'll call me, text me, or ask me my opinion. And I ain't no sucker. Like, don't be like... <laughs> like I don't want you to be people like, oh, that dude is a sucker. No, I ain't no, no, no sucker. No, 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 not... <laughs> but I call you because you're my baby. Not in that respect. Not You don't do it because you have to. And right. I don't do it on the reverse side because I have to. I think that we just respect each other Absolutely. enough that if we're going to spend some money, we pretty much just get the other person's nod. Absolutely. Like, you know, all right, I agree with that. Or... You know, if if I want something and you tell me, mm, I don't think you need that or mm, I don't really like that. Most of the time, I'll absolutely pull back. But if I didn't want to pull back, I'd rather buy it with you knowing that I'm buying it and piss you off to your face as opposed to having a stash, buying it and then making up a lie as to how I came up with the money. To buy, oh yeah, I had this. I right. had this from like three years ago. You didn't know? Right, right, right. You know, and that's what I find a lot of women do. You know, they buy something, they throw it to the back of their closet or, you know, they hide it somehow and come up with an excuse when it comes to the surface. Right. You know, and that is a form of stealing. Okay. Even though, you know, it's not really looked at that way but I do understand why a lot of people do it because they don't have someone that supports the things that they do and there there's this disconnect there's this discord and if you don't have somebody that can understand the things that you want to buy you know so I guess it does kind of make sense for certain couples to have separate banks and bank accounts because then you don't have to deal with those kind of issues right well let's move on to the email of the week. Okay. Let me pull up the email. Again, the email is the Casey Crew at Gmail. Hi, my name is Mike. My wife and I has been married for seven years. We had a baby about three years ago, and she still hasn't lost that baby weight. Oh my gosh. It's getting to a point where I'm losing my sexuality towards her 
I'm losing my attraction. He's losing his sexuality. That's, I'm, I'm telling you what he said. No, I know. That's what he wrote. <laughs> Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing my attraction and I don't know what to do. I don't want to tell her to lose weight and get back to what I fell in love with. What do I do? Mm. Mike, you realize that. How long did he say? So they were married seven years. She had the baby two years ago. And well, I mean, for most women, they say it takes between a year and two years to lose all of the baby weight. So he got a he got a long way. He got a little way to go. No, I mean, she's you know just according to how long you know a doctor will tell you how long it takes to get rid of that weight. I mean, she should be on target for losing baby weight. As if she wants to lose weight, because losing weight is difficult, and and staying in shape and getting in the gym, right? It's very difficult, right. but. And she has a baby. I understand. But you have to be sexual. You have to be attracted, attractive, I should say, for your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your spouse. You have to stay in that lane. Like, like, let's be honest, right? If you got big and fat. I don't like that word. All right. If you got large and fat. (laughs) I'm cool over there. (laughs) (laughs) What word don't you like? That's the other F word. I just don't like it. I don't, okay. I don't like the word If you fat. got, if you were overweight. If you gained weight. If you gained weight. If you gained weight. If you gained weight. Right? Mm-hmm. I would expect you. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm just very interested in how you're going to finish your thought. Go ahead. I would expect you to get back to you. This weight right here is you. This okay. is you. And I'm see now. Okay, so so wait, oh so if I were thirty or forty pounds heavier, I wouldn't be me. I'd be somebody else. I would have morphed into somebody else. I would still love you, but you wouldn't be. No, no, I can tell by the look on your face that <laughs> yeah, the look on your face isn't conveying. I would still love you. All right, all right. Let me. All right. Let me. I, let me I, I, I'm about to get in I, trouble. I, I, no, no, I'm very <laughs> I'm interested. Continue. Go ahead. All right. For instance, I, I gained twenty pounds, right? You've been gained 20 pounds. What do you mean? You used to be 150 pounds soaking wet. You've been gained well, 20 pounds. I'm not going to stay 150. I'm not Floyd Mayweather weight. But I was the highest that I ever was, 195. Yes. Right? 196. I Just And I only know because you weighed yourself every day. 196. And reported to me what And I hated was. the way that I looked. I didn't yeah, feel I sexy. I didn't feel attractive. And I felt like you looked at me differently. Even though you didn't. Okay. Right? I told you this all the time. I know. I know. Um, I never looked at you differently. Okay. But I looked at myself differently because I didn't feel sexy towards my spouse, my baby. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? You dieted. I changed my diet. And you started working out just about every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to get back to a weight where I felt comfortable, where I felt that I was sexy for you. Okay. Right? And not only that, you encouraged it. And you encouraged it in, in, a, in, a, in a effed up way, but you encouraged it. <laughs> what was effed up about the way I, mean, I encouraged you it? You would go to the gym with me, but then while I'm running on a treadmill or while I'm doing weights or while I'm doing jumping jacks, you're sitting on the couch eating ice cream. So you encouraged it, <laughs> but you're eating ice cream or you're drinking a soda or you're doing things that's not necessarily positive to me losing weight. Dude, nobody ever accused me of being a health freak. No, I would be there working out. Mm-hmm. Doing push-ups, sit-ups. Shout to the trainer, Richie. I would be there every day. Richie. And you would come to the gym with McDonald's and a Slurpee. <laughs> Talk about, go, baby. woohoo! And I'm sitting there like, 
mother effer. <laughs> right? Wrong. That's the last mother effer I'm going to be today. But is that the truth? Okay. Is that the truth, though? I mean, yeah. But, but I, I was there. But I worked out because I wanted to be sexy for you. Okay. So if you gained weight, unless it was some I wouldn't, type... I wouldn't be myself anymore. Go ahead. I would expect you to want to do the same, to be like, you know what? I want to look sexy for Let me ask you a question. Baby. You think that people that have one body type and then transform into another body type, whether it be because they had a baby or because mm-hmm. they're just getting older and their metabolism slowed down, you'd think that they don't want to be sexy for the person that they're with. You think they don't want to be sexy for themselves? Absolutely they do. It's very difficult. And people have lives going on. And it's not that easy to change your entire life around losing weight. It's, it's not, but it's, it's the, very difficult. You have life to dedicate. You have to dedicate time for the gym. Right. You have to change your eating habits. Correct. And it might take you a year just to get in that mindset. If someone told me that I couldn't eat bread, pasta, rice, cheese anymore, I would jump out of a window. Like it is difficult. Yeah, but to that, change. I get it. Your eating habits. It's difficult to, you know. People have children, they have jobs, and to go through that metamorphosis, like, that's very difficult. So it, it is you very can't, difficult. So you can't minimalize what a person has to go through to accomplish that. No, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, some people are fine with that. Some people are into that. But if we're in a, in a situation where you do gain weight, and it's something that I'm not attracted to, uh, put, let me, I'm, uh, <laughs> stop. What? Word? <laughs> put that. Oh, no, 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 I'm just saying. It is. Oh, Not gonna let oh, me no, no, no. Not I just no, no. Before you finish, I just want to make sure that I understand your thought. You know what I mean? So if I gained weight and it wasn't something that you were attracted to. OK, we're on the same page. OK, go ahead. You've got my attention. Why you cut me off for though? No, I just want to make sure that I understood what you nope, were saying. Now, finish. Now, fellas, if you're listening, this is where you don't finish the conversation. This is where it could go really, really bad or really, really, really bad. That's pretty messed up. This is when you'd be like, babe, you want to go get something to eat? <laughs> you want to go get something to eat? You want to go get some food? How ironic. You want to go get something to eat? go get something to eat? No, but no, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. I'm going to get in trouble now. <laughs> I no, say what you really think, because I, I guess whatever you really think is what I am. I'm a lot saying of people out if, there if really you, think. If you, and this is for men and women, if you start gaining weight and you're not looking like you should, I should. Think, now, okay. Who determines what a person should look like? The health department. If you're not healthy, if you're not at a healthy place in your life. You look very uncomfortable right now. I am uncomfortable because I'm trying to get some tonight and it looks like it's not going to happen. <laughs> that ship done sailed alright well then fine if I if I know I'm not getting none and I know there's no case of me getting none then fine I'll go get me some vino lotion <laughs> if I get a muffin top I'm not attractive no, anymore but, but my thing I is, have five kids what if my body didn't bounce back the way that it bounced and back and I'm fine with that no you just told me you wouldn't be attracted no, to me no I didn't say that I said I'm fine with that if we're on the mission together to lose you the never weight. said who you won't let me that? finish. You keep cutting me off. <laughs> let me finish. You never said that. I didn't get a chance to finish. All right, please finish. Oh, now I can talk. Go ahead. But what I'm saying is as long as we're on that mission. Now, if you gain weight from having kids or you gain weight for whatever it is, you have to, you say it's not hard. Life isn't hard. Life isn't easy. You said it's not easy. Life isn't easy. There's things that I sacrifice every day. But when it came to losing, why are you looking at me like that? If it came to losing weight, I did stuff that I didn't want to do. I used to drink a soda. How many sodas I used to drink a day? Four. Four. 
when I was on my health kick, what did I drink? Water. Water's disgusting. <laughs> Let's not, be honest. Water well, doesn't I taste don't good. Like it, All right, but... me neither. But I did it because I wanted to lose weight. What was I eating? Kale. Bro- kale. <laughs> Broccoli, <laughs> lettuce, string beans. Yes. I ate all that. Nasty. N- all types of nasty. How many stuff. times can I have grilled chicken? Ugh. I mean, or it's fish. good once in a while. Right. But you, every oh my day. God. Let me tell you, to be honest Eating with every you, three hours. Hold when on. When we what would was... go to a restaurant and you would push the bread aside, you just lost all types of sex appeal to me. I'm no like, bread. real men eat bread. No bread. Like, you just lost all types of sex appeal when you just said... I can't eat bread. Okay. I, <laughs> I was like, oh and, my God. And what was my snacks? I don't want you anymore. Shut up. What was my snacks? <laughs> um, almonds. Exactly. See? <laughs> you if, ate a lot of almonds. See, for out there, I was, that's what I, I did. I don't know if I've ever even had an almond. See? Now, okay. usually, when I wasn't, what was my snack? What's my snack when I'm not on a diet? Trolley. Trolley. <laughs> Chocolate right. chip cookies. Yes. So now I'm eating almonds. Mm-hmm. Almonds is making me go to the bathroom more. So I'm going to the bathroom all oh, the time. Is that what it was? I'm eating fruit oh. every three hours. I did it because I wanted to look sexy. That was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And even if it didn't work, you would respect me because you're like, damn, my baby sacrificed to lose this weight. And that's the only thing I'd be asking for you if you gain weight is let's sacrifice together. Only thing I'm processing is that you wouldn't find me attractive. I didn't say if that. If I had a muffin top. I didn't say no, that's that. That's all. That's all. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. And we're going to continue this in the car on the way home. But that's really what I'm processing. And, you know, it's funny. I remember when um, uh, TV personality Bethany Frankel was on the air. I'm, excuse me, on television. She mm-hmm. had her own talk show. It's since been canceled, but um, Boris Kojo was a guest. And I, I can't quote him verbatim. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something to the effect. They were talking about a similar issue. Mm-hmm. And he said something to the effect of if his wife gained weight, it would pretty much justify him having a wandering eye. Not that he said that he would ever act on having a wandering eye, but he would be justified because it's his wife's job to look good for him. He said that he goes to the gym often. He takes care of his appearance Mm -hmm. and he expects nothing less from his wife. And I remember... Excuse you? I would be I would be looking at that food all every time you ate it. Like, why did you keep eating that food? <laughs> I'd be, you need to put butter on that? You got you gotta put butter and gravy on that biscuit. <laughs> you gotta put all that salt on that chicken. You gotta Your get eyes fried would be wandering chicken. all around my plate. I'd be wandering all around that plate. Okay, finish the story, I'm sorry. I just remember sitting on my bed thinking that's pretty. That's a pretty jerk thing to say. Yeah, I didn't like it. It kind of stuck out in my memory. Um, but you know something? We had a question that we we're trying to answer in the midst of this. Poor Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Mike, how I would advise you is if you're that concerned with her weight, and I'm not saying that you know she shouldn't strive to be healthy. I'm just saying she needs to do it on her own time. She needs to do it for herself, and not necessarily. For you, but I would never criticize her. I would never spend an extra second looking at her stomach or her thighs or anywhere where she might accumulate weight. I wouldn't demean her. I wouldn't insult her. I wouldn't put her down. I wouldn't shame her or anything like that. If you want a result and you want it attained in a positive way, I would 
say, hey, babe, why don't we work out together? Let's do, you know, I want to, I want to do something together. I want to spend more time with you. I want to get healthier. Let's clean up our pantry. Let's clean up our refrigerator. Let's start eating more fish. Let's start doing this. Let's start doing that. Let's walk once a day or, you know, twice a week, three times a week. I'm with that. I agree you with You know, that. let's let's do so. You need to be proactive where you can get the result that you want, but it's in a positive way. It's in an encouraging way. And everybody can benefit from exercise and, you know, eating better. Right. So if you partake in that with her, she won't take it as an insult. You will become from... you'll transform from the jerk husband to the supportive, loving husband, and she'll love you even more. Okay. I think that's great advice. And if you have a question for uh, us, you can always email us, thecaseycrew at gmail. That's T-H-E-E-C-A-S-E-Y crew, C-R-E-W, at gmail.com. You know? Now, also, we uh, do a segment called The Argument of the Week. And that's an uh, argument that, you know, Gay and I go through. Usually. I think we just had it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the argument of the night. Now, um, uh-huh. argument of the week. All right. Brum. Argument this week. Where are you going with this one? All right. I hate. And hate is a strong word. You know that. Yes. Hate is a very strong word. I hate when, you know. I have no idea what you're about to bring up because we had a week, couple arguments this week. This week we had our family photo shoot. Oh, that's where you're going. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't stand you in your family photo shoots. Like, you know, everybody take a picture. Great. You act like this is going <laughs> in a museum. You uh-huh. act like these pictures... <laughs> are going to be painted in Paris. <laughs> you act like these pictures they are very important. Are the only you, way Sean. to get into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you act like. That was so That was so strong. Everything Come has on. to be absolutely positively perfect and I'm saying for me, uh-huh. and our kids we dislike it. That's a problem. <laughs> Nobody wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to smile. Nobody wants to do right, that. Right, right, right. Like, so you don't appreciate the beautiful portraits that hang on the walls of our home? You don't. You have no appreciation for that? Do you understand it takes five hours for a photo shoot with you? For a family photo? Yes. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Especially when I got up early in the morning to go to to work. Then I got to do a club that night. I got phone calls. I got business. Listen, forget about the rest of your day. Okay. Here we go. Sometimes you just have to sacrifice. You have to suck it up and say, I have a goal today and sleep just has to come second. Period. That family photo is something that is going to be passed down to our children. So it has to be, it's worth, it's worth the five hours of no, your time. No, it's not. You got, I can name it's, 10 it's, things that you will set aside five hours for during a week. You will set aside hours for a meeting. You will set aside time to travel out of state to go get some money. You will set aside five hours to do a multitude of things. So if I need five hours from you so that we can get 
a great family photo that is going to be printed on fine art paper and framed and signed and it's going to go on the home in our house until the day that we die and then be passed on to our children. If I need five hours of your time for that, that's a problem. I ain't got time for all that. Let me you tell you You do have time for I'm it. I'll tell you why. If it was, Actually. If it was me and you taking a photo, that's but cool. That's the reason why it takes so yeah, long, Rashawn, because I, I, we have five children. Do you know how difficult it is to get five children th- to look at the camera at the same time? Then you know what? We have a teen, a preteen, two toddlers, and a newborn. Well, do you know how difficult it is Import to them get... little mother effers in. Like, it gets to the point, Jackson don't, don't want to be like there. I like Photoshop. Jackson like don't want to be there. Nope. So Jackson's not not looking he's not smiling well we gotta get take we gotta take an extra 22 minutes to get him to look right madison don't want to be there she got a homework she'd rather be on facetime with her friends listen logan would rather be playing video games ordering things online she can spend an extra hour at the photo studio to get mommy's portrait baby brooklyn don't want to be baby this brooklyn crying baby brooklyn I'm, looking to the left listen, baby brooklyn to the right you can't tell baby brooklyn which I'm way to look the only person that wants to take the picture is london picture that I'm taking if you and london want to take pictures to store y'all can take pictures phone. all day long Rashawn, this is not a picture i'm taking to store on my phone this isn't a t- picture that I'm taking just, you know, to send to friends or family or to post on Instagram. This is a family portrait. You know your kids don't like and it And our family portrait is like art You know your me. kids don't like it either. They call me, they come up to me all the time. Like, well, mommy, we want to do photos again. Do we do photos already? We did photos last year. Oh, we got to do photos this year. I hate when mommy plays me. I hate uh-huh. it. Mommy does this. Mm-hmm. Mommy's so mean. Mommy no, no, they, they, mommy's so mommy mean. They, yeah, it's everything. They say you when they like you don't understand when it's, time to, when it's time to take pictures. Mommy's so mean. When it's time to take pictures, I hide. <laughs> I hide until you be like, let's go. I don't want no part of it. Get Logan. Get get Jackson. Fix Jackson's hair. Fix Logan's hair. Fix your hair. I don't have no damn hair. <laughs> Do you know how much I put into planning a family f- portrait? Do you know how much time it takes to plan the whole look to get all of? The dresses and the accessories and the shoes and everything to get a day where the photographer can take it in during the holiday season, which we're in right now. No. They start taking holiday photos since October. You know Do you just know how difficult it is to pay for it? You know how hard it is to pay for the accessories, the photographer, the gowns, to orchestrate the all of this. Do you know how difficult it is? So if I need five hours, I, I did all the work. All you guys have to do is stand there and look straight. I don't even ask you guys to smile. Don't smile. Don't complicate this. I just want a nice, sophisticated portrait. Everybody, just stand still, stay how I put you, and look at the camera. Oh, boy. And you guys all make make it take five hours. You know why? Because I stand straight and look at the camera. So it's not me. It's you guys. It's all of you complainers. And I'll have you know that at the end of that night, Madison came up to me. You may not know this. She came up to me and apologized profusely. She apologized? She apologized. And so what? She came up to me and she said, Mommy, I just want to tell you I'm so sorry for having an attitude and being nasty and negative and not being as cooperative as, <clears throat> as I could have been. I know how hard you work to make this photo come together and to get the babies ready and to get you know everything that we needed and to orchestrate the time and everything and all I did was make it more difficult for you I apologize and I hope you can accept my apology you know what I said no problem sweetie give me a kiss really yes yes she apologized yes she did she didn't tell me she apologized she She was the one that was complaining 
the most. Yeah, because on, I mean it was hot on. in there. But I mean, and I understood her complaining. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I didn't know she apologized. Yeah, she came up to me and apologized at the end of the night when we left, and I got home. I was putting things away in the bathroom. Hold on for a second, Madison, what? Maddie, Hello? Maddie. Hi. Did you apologize to mom after the photo shoot? Yeah. You You didn't tell me you apologized. I'm sitting here beefing with her because she put us through hell at that photo shoot saying me and Maddie didn't like it. And you just going to apologize behind my back and not tell me you apologize? Apologize behind your back. (laughs) Ask her to tell, ask her to tell her to tell you what she said. You you apologize and then tell me you apologize. I didn't throw any sauce on it. That's exactly what she told me. Hold on, let her talk. What'd you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> She's apologizing to you for apologizing to me. No, I jumped out the window and told her that me and you had a problem. We weren't doing no more photo shoots. Take her photo shoot and stick it up her ass. Awesome. And 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 that's. And, oh, you think that's funny, man? And you didn't tell me you apologize. Dad, I apologize tomorrow. Tell I, Daddy what you said. I thought we were on the same team. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? You're grounded. Bye. Alright, I'm done. She apologized. I ain't got nothing else to say anymore. I'm not standing up for our kids anymore because they just gonna go behind my back and just, uh, when I'm not there. Well, I'm ready to go because we got some words to exchange. Alright, well, again, shout out to everybody that joined us uh, each and every week and listened to the podcast. We definitely appreciate it. You can go to SoundCloud or iTunes and leave comments, review under the pictures, we'd love to hear your comments, what you think. You can also email us at thekcrew at gmail. That's T-H-E-E, kccrew at gmail.com for your concerns. If you want advice, if you have a question that we can do on air, we'll definitely do it and take, you know, all of your opinions because we definitely appreciate you guys riding yes. with us. All right. And, uh, you know, I want to shout, shout out to, uh, we recently opened up a juice bar oh, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout to, uh, my co, my partners, uh, Styles P from the locks and shout to Angela Yee, shout to Leo and Nigel. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys. And if you want to check out the juice bar, it's in uh 277 Malcolm X in Brooklyn. We're there all the time and you can get some healthy food. So if you want to lose weight, you can go there and lose weight. That could be yeah, your start. You get some juice right now. You get some juice if if your uh, if your wife is a little overweight and you want you want to get her to lose weight. Take her to the juice bar. Get some juice. Or if your husband is a little or overweight. Or if your husband is a little overweight, ladies, take him to the a juice pouch bar. That he wants to lose. Yeah, they take him to the juice bar. You can get him the constipation. <laughs> Look at you. You can get him the constipation. I, yeah, I'm holding my stomach in right now. You can get him the constipation, which is a great drink. It's pears, uh, apples, and grapes. And it's an amazing drink. And then at night, everything comes right up. Awesome. Okay. And then he has to take a shower before he can come near you. If I take a shower, you're eating the butt. I gotta go. Goodbye. We'll talk about that on another podcast. Eating the butt. All right. All right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. I'm Gia Casey. I love you, baby. Uh-huh. You ain't gonna love me back? Not not right now. Come on, little. Come no, on. get away. I'm not getting, I'm not leaving this, I'm not leaving this <laughs> Until until you give me kiss, cause no, give me kiss, give me kiss. No, 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 no. I'm actually kind of mad at you right now. Great, just a little. All right. Well, we are the KC crew, and we'll see you guys next week. Toodles.